This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Weekend, everybody. Time for another smoking hot edition of the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. As always, it's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you for a full hour. Big weekend ahead. Week 13 in the NFL. Bears against Kyler and the Cardinals. And we've got championship games across college football, Mike. We're going to talk about all the big ones. And if we're going to see any sort of chaos ensue when the final rankings come out on Sunday for the college football playoff. I don't know about you, but I'm actually cheering for Cincinnati to get in. Why not? Let a, a non-Power 5 get in for a change. I hope Cincinnati takes care of business and gets in this weekend, Mike. Yeah, Kyle, first of all, good to see and talk to you and Randy. And, uh, you know, my mom loves your term, smoking hot. <laughs> uh, the last time she saw something smoking hot, she was in a 55 Studebaker, to be honest with you. And uh, she really likes that term. And she says, we've been smoking hot last week. We were 2-2. Two and two. As, uh, you know what, you're a team analyzing 21 and 7. Yes. Uh, I'm 23, 22 and 2. Uh, as we both go 1 and 1 last week, our Saturday games, the bonus play LSU and automatic. Uh, that was a beauty. A beauty. Uh, so good for us. And then we come into Sunday both undefeated and we get disappointed that Cleveland Browns are just uh, an absolute uh, mess right now. You think the Chicago Bears have trouble? We do too. But yes, I want to see Cincinnati win. I want to see Cincinnati win to screw the committee, which is biased. Here's what I think is going to happen, though. I looked it up. Every team that makes the playoffs gets $6 bucks right off the bat. That's nice. It goes to the conference, some of it, too. The conference gets extra money. Why do I think Alabama is going to beat Georgia? And that they're going to cash $12 million, two teams from the SEC are going to get in. Why do I have that bad, sick feeling? You know, I yeah. just I just am feeling sick about that feeling because I've seen stranger things happen than that. That being said, you have to learn, folks. The, the committee doesn't know this. We do. All of us do. The underdog, like Cincinnati, will bring record ratings until they probably get slaughtered. Hmm. Until they probably get slaughtered. But they may surprise, and like I've said before, if there's no upsets, then why do we have March Madness? Yeah, I mean, is is March is that something that's just so unique to basketball? Though I wonder. I you know no because I bet ninety seven. I was the only guy. I had a party at Pappy Land. We had twenty five people <laughs> down there. Okay, I said raise raise your hands if you want to bet Boise State with me. I love it. My wife didn't even raise her hand. <laughs> BB didn't raise her hand. Boise State won. Yeah, that was one of the happiest victories I've ever had because I wanted them to beat the elite school, the Stoops uh, coaching, the uh, the favorable media, everybody that jumps on the bandwagon. So I think that ushered in the fact that, yes, you can upset in football. It is an all-time game. You're right. It's an all-time moment. You're right about that. I never forget it. I'll never Uh, forget it. Made a bundle that night. I think you uh, nailed it. If Bama were to upset Georgia, they're both going to be in. If Bama wins, Georgia's certainly going to be in a win or lose. If Bama wins, they're going to be in. Point dogs. I hear Georgia's got the greatest defense since the 
185 Bears. It's right. I, I mean, on this game, I mean, a couple of things. First of all, Mike mentioned the line there. Alabama's about a six, six and a half point favorite. When's first the last all, time that happened? Last, like maybe in 2005 or 2015 something. was oh, the sorry. last time. But I had you in, added a one. But that's insane. Think yeah. about that, folks. Alabama hasn't been an underdog in 91 games. 2015 was the last time Alabama was an underdog. They were about a, I think, about a two point underdog or maybe a three point underdog at Georgia, and they smoked Georgia. So, I mean, it's just totally unfamiliar territory. To and see Georgia winning everything is totally unfamiliar territory. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's been, I mean, I was uh, I was four years old the last time Georgia was a national, right? When was, when was Georgia's last national championship? 1980, right? Herschel Walker's running for Senate. Yeah. That's I mean, how long ago that was. It's like, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know what. Like I think Georgia's D is great, but it's like their schedule this year. They Mike, they haven't played a close game since week one when they now, beat here's the argument, ten though. to three. They haven't been in a close game. Here's the fact that Alabama should be the fifth ranked team in the country, and I'll tell you why. They played Miami, five losses. They played LSU, six losses. They play Mercer, yeah, which is a please. joke. Yeah. And they even have three losses in their conference. Go down. Their best win is Ole Miss. Yeah, the Ole Miss win. I would. I think you're right. That's it. I, last week, they, if the kid from Auburn goes down in bounds, they might lose that game. They would have lost that game. But wait a minute. When I hear Kirk Herbstreet or anybody say Alabama did what they had to do, they were 20-point favorites on the road. Are you out of your I, mind? I know. They were three touchdown favorites. He's nothing. Herb Street's nothing but an elitist square who loves the big schools. <laughs> they did what they had to do. But if Cincinnati yeah, right. struggles this week <laughs> right. and wins by three, it won't be they did what they had to do. It will be which, they didn't win by enough. Which would be unfortunate. The idea at this point that Cincinnati needs style points joke. is crazy. I'm After with you. beating the number six team in the country? I'm with you. In it's Notre Dame? There's no way they should need style points. First of all, let's not forget that Houston is a top 25 team right now. Houston's won, what, uh, 12 in a row since they lost the opener, right? Is that right, Merck? They've Won 11 in a row. 11 in a row because they lost the opener, And right? they're a top 25 uh, team. Yes. Yet, I mean, yet they, they, I have to hear Heather Dinich go, well, Oklahoma State's playing two top 25 teams in a row. They won the last one. I don't care. I love Oklahoma State. Then replace Alabama with them because Alabama has struggled this year for Alabama. They set the standard, but the reputation – Look, yeah, I know. Is carrying and like, and this is what happens when we get into these committees and everything. And I understand. Oh, okay, they want to they want to try to find the best teams. That well, the schedule, the season has to mean something. It so does. There's no way that's to me that it's fair to say. Well, Cincinnati needs style points, or if Cincinnati, win, I don't care if Cincinnati wins by a point. Cincinnati should be in. Yet Ohio State, from what I understand, doesn't want to even schedule. I mean, it's hard to find games for teams that are out of that five, the top the top conferences. I mean, it's a, they got Notre Dame. They go to Notre Dame with the great Brian Kelly, y'all. And guess what? They beat them. And that means nothing since I was – I'll never forget the doctor telling my mother, he's a healthy baby, he's a little bit loud, and I always want you to remember and tell him this. When you beat Notre Dame, that matters. 
dead man. When, when you win in South Bend, right, that's right. Yeah. Like, Come when, on. When you go into South Bend and you win, when you have a defense, and I get you can always then, pull, you know, you can always, like the, the fallback is while they're playing in the AAC, they're not a power five. It's not fair to rank Joe. their defense against teams that have to play in the SEC or the Big Ten. The Bearcats' defense is legit. The Bearcats yep. have at least two, maybe three players on that defense that will be playing in the NFL. So they have quality talent on the defensive side of the you football. You know, and I put this out earlier this week, if there was a committee back in 1968 to pick the top four teams in the National Football League, Joe Namath's team would not have won the Super Bowl. Hmm. You would have had Dallas. I remember the the teams, Baltimore, Dallas, the Rams. There were four or five teams with a better record. Look it up, folks, <laughs> than the 11-3 Jets. There you go. And they were 18-point underdogs. That's right. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. I watched it. So I don't want to hear that this team would lose or this team would win. Then you didn't watch Buster Douglas beat Tyson. You didn't watch Villanova beat Georgetown. You didn't watch Joe Namath. You don't know the history of upsets in, in college football, let alone any other sport. I think the season has to mean something. Yep. I agree. I mean, we'll see what kind of cast we do get this week. Uh, what do you think, real quick, Mike, about Iowa-Michigan? I mean, what a game for Michigan. You've got to wonder if there is some natural letdown that happens. Now, they've got a lot on the line. They can't really afford to get tripped up and lose because then they would be out of the playoff. If Michigan wins, we all expect Michigan is certainly going to be in, but the, last Saturday was their biggest win wow. uh, in a decade. I mean, what kind of natural letdown do you expect against well, the Iowa team that flat out is, if is I just played for Michigan right now? I'd still be drunk. Yeah, okay? right. I mean, like uh, that's, that's their game. I mean, don't tell me you're not going to be a little flat. I, I know Michigan to win, but I wouldn't touch the game. Either would I. And Jim Harbaugh has been known. I mean, okay, they finally got over the hump. How much energy was put in. But I just think this kid Hutchinson, man, if the Bears could figure Stud. out a way to get him. Please. I don't want to hear about quarterbacks, running backs, this back, that back, wide receivers, linebackers. If you could get that guy. He's a stud. That he's a stud. He's so, go he's go the Bears don't have a first-round pick. He's going. No. Some people think he might be number one overall at this point. I mean, he, he should He's be. going high. He's I've never seen a guy with a motor. I mean, yeah. I'm sure Watt and those other guys – yeah. Bosa, but this guy shows up for every big game, and he was a big part of that win uh, this past week. But I would not touch this Iowa game because I think Kirk Ferentz's team is capable of giving them a scare or, in fact, winning. I think there is definitely some natural letdown spot here. I'm yep. with Mike. I wouldn't touch this oh, game. Oh, I'd uh -uh. still, I'd, I'd be walking out of the room going, what, uh, what day is it? I mean, are you kidding me? I will say this, and I and I pissed off the Iowa fan base yesterday because I said it on the Carmen and Yurko show. Did they I'll, joke? I'll piss them off again. Uh, and one of my brothers went to Iowa, so, but okay. I mean, they're, they're off. Was well, a big guy? My brother, no, he's my young. He is I a big guy, actually. I heard he was born with a 5 o'clock clock <laughs> shadow. Right, he does. True? My youngest brother. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. he was. Okay. Now, Spencer Petrus, the quarterback, is uh, coming back. But it's not going to be. Is he on a, a Spencer who? Iowa's offense. You ready? Yeah. 89th in the country in offensive efficiency. Barely inside the top 100 in points per drive. 121st in the country in yards per play. Northwestern averages more yards per play than Iowa. Iowa's def uh, offense is awful. Yeah. Iowa stinks. Michigan should kill them. And, and if it weren't if it weren't Nebraska that they were playing last week, 
If the Huskers didn't Husker, they would have lost that game. They should have lost to Minnesota three weeks ago. Yeah. Iowa stinks. I'm sorry, Hawkeye fans. I know they can play some defense. Michigan should roll, but yeah. I'm not going to touch it because I think there's a natural yeah, letdown. Speaking of Nebraska, their quarterback, I think Martinez, is in the transfer he portal. Is. Entering his seventh year of college, apparently. I know. This like, guy, how long he, has he been around? Oh, my God. I, I got posters of him from when I was a kid. It's like Evan Eshmeyer. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like Jay Burleson. Right. He played for Ohio State. He won't the go guy away. played like nine years. How uh, do you do it? I don't know. All right. Well, when we come back, we're yeah. going to talk to our great friend Luke Pergandy about oh, what's hot at Prop Swap. I think he was at the Bulls game last night. He's he might, everywhere. Right, he's at the Garden, I He's think. America's guest. He really is. Yep. We'll talk to Luke. We got more games to talk about, plus Bears cards and the week 13. NFL card, which actually isn't uh, all that sexy this week, but Mike and I are going to talk about some games. Best plays a little bit later on. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Inside the odds couple on this Friday, getting set for a huge weekend of college and pro football. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. We are presented by PropSwap. And every week we get the pleasure of talking to one of the founding members of PropSwap and the PropSwap app where America buys and sells its sports wagers. We love it so much. And he's a Chicago guy. Let's say hi to Luke Pergandy. <laughs> What's up, boys? Hey, Mike. Hey, What's up, buddy? Yeah, I mean, you're all over the place. All I love over. the life you're living right now. You were I at live Bulls. vicariously through it. I do, too. You were yeah. at Bulls-Knicks last night. Good game in the garden. Yeah. Yeah, Bulls at the Garden. Uh, Bulls almost blew it, but Zach Levine, like this, he just doesn't stop scoring. Like it's, I know it's incredible. No one can guard him. I've I have not watched a game that Zach Levine gets shut down. He's he's amazing. The uh, you know he and DeRozan combo so far so yeah. good. It's been really good. We got a big college weekend uh, coming up. Mike and I in the. Uh, Early part of the show, we're talking about some of the games. We're talking about Alabama. Like, if Alabama were to upset Georgia this week, they're both going to be in. Another six million bucks for them. Another six million bucks, as Mike pointed out, for them in the conference. Um, Bama tickets, Georgia tickets. I mean, Georgia is such a heavy favorite right now to win this whole thing. What kind of tickets are available at PropSwap? Yeah, um, $2,000 ticket on Georgia at minus 255. Uh, their price is minus 250 everywhere. So, you know, if you're interested, submit a bid for minus 240. I'm sure the seller will be flexible. He, I know he got Georgia at 8-1 to one earlier this year, so hmm. he's looking to make a profit on that. Uh, and then we have a huge Alabama ticket for sale. I mean, Alabama's only uh, – they're six-and-a-half-point dog in this game um, in the SEC Championship. It's in Atlanta. Um, I think they can win. I don't think it's it's far fetched right. to believe that. Obviously, Bryce Young is a Heisman front runner, if not him or uh, Shroud of Ohio State. Uh, looks like it, it will be Bryce Young, but we'll see how he performs uh, on Saturday. So, if you like Bama at eight to one odds, best price in the country, we have a two thousand dollar ticket for sale on, oh, nice. on the Crimson yeah, Tide. Yeah, and you you could bet Bama if you want on uh, after you you collect the money. I guess I'm going to ask you. Uh, how many Ohio State tickets were, uh, were oh. sold? I gotta believe people held on yeah. to them, not thinking that anything's gonna happen. And you know w- how we talk about this. You could turn in your Ohio State ticket now, maybe make some money, even though the odds might have been low, and then bet them again. What was that type of action like for Prop Swap, Luke? Yeah, no, I, I'm not everyone thought they were gonna steamroll Michigan, sure. Sure. Um, so I, that obviously did not happen. So yeah, not enough people sold their Ohio State tickets for sure. They still have a sh- an outside shot. Um, but yeah, I, there was, there was not nearly enough Ohio state tickets that were posted for sale before that loss. Uh, the, 
New England Patriots who have a big game Monday night to wrap Week 13 against the Bills. First of uh, two meetings in the next four weeks between those two teams to decide the AFC East. They've won six in a row. They've covered in six in a row. But if we go back seven or eight weeks, uh, you're talking about a team that was 100-1 to to win the Super Bowl. That has changed dramatically, Luke. You're looking at a points bet right now has them at 11-1. to Yeah. Yeah, no, the market the market is around ten to one on the Pats right now. Uh, if you would have told me that this team in December would be ten to one to win the Super Bowl, oh. I would have said you are crazy. Everyone thought Mac Jones wasn't the guy. Everyone thought it was the rebuilding year. The defense kind of struggled in the first half of the season. Like, was it Brady that made the Patriots a program? I I think it's it's both. I think yeah. You know, obviously Brady wins the Super Bowl, and we kind of all thought, well, it's Tom. But now Bill is doing this with Mac Jones. I think it's both. I think it's just. So obviously the the greatest uh, quarterback coach duo in the history of the NFL and probably ever will be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just amazing what they're doing. So uh, if you yeah, have a, to uh, win the Super Bowl, they were two and four. Yeah, were two and four yep. to start the if, season. If you have a ticket like fifty to one, folks or whatever, here, I'm here to tell you I don't think New England's going to the Super Bowl. Everybody oh, else does. I think they'll feel they'll come up short. Yeah. I, it doesn't mean they're not going to have a hell of a year. But if you got big money odds, oh. wouldn't the uh, prudent thing be? Right now, to to uh, to turn or to sell your New England ticket, Luke. Yeah, no, we've sold we sold tickets at a hundred sure. to one. We sold sure. tickets at eighty to one, and obviously with us, like if you buy the ticket on Prop right. it's just one click of a button to resell it. Um, so yeah, if you got that one of those tickets from us, that's super long odds on the Patriots. That's just one click of a button. You can lock in eight times your money if you got them at a hundred to one right now. Amazing. Uh, Brady is the favorite to win. MVP, he's about two and a half to one. I'm looking at the updated odds right now, Luke. Um, Josh Allen, second choice at five to one. Rogers, six to one. Mahomes obviously has climbed back into it, as we suspected a few weeks ago he would. We were out ahead of that. Uh, eight to one. Kyler, who the Bears will play this weekend, 11 to one. It, even though Brady's at about two and a half to one, this thing feels with still like six games to play for most teams. Still up for grabs. Like it still kind of feels yeah. that way. Does, does that mean that the the volume is a little less on on the app right now, or are people still looking to buy and sell no. numerous yeah. different MVP tickets? Yeah, no, we we sell tons of MVP tickets. Every single one of those guys we're selling tickets on. I okay. would say yeah. Rodgers might be the least, which is kind of weird because he obviously had a huge win against the Rams last week. Um, but, yeah, we can't keep a Brady ticket on the shelf. Okay. can't keep a Josh Allen ticket on the shelf. Um, Kyler has zipped a little bit because of the games that he's sat right. on. Right. I think he's at two. Three. So I, think he, I think he missed three, right? Yeah, he missed the last missed three. three yes. yep. I, I don't see how you win right. only playing 14 out of 17. And that's assuming he plays the rest of the season, which is not a lock. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't see him winning. I, I'd see this as a Brady or Josh Allen uh, race. Maybe Mahomes sneaks back in. But, you know, again, like we discussed, like Mahomes, if you grab him at 80 to 1, he doesn't have to win this thing with Kravtsov. He just has to improve, which, of course, is what he's done. He's won from 80 to 1 to 10 to 1. You can flip that 80 to 1 ticket right now for a huge profit. Uh, Great stuff, as always, Luke. Have a wonderful weekend, buddy, and we will talk to you next Friday, okay? Thanks, guys. Luke, I love you. It's our guy, Luke Pergandy, man. I I agree with you, too, Mike. I live vicariously through his Instagram feed. I mean, the guy's at a different sporting event uh, every other night of the week. I I was watching people put up Christmas lights outside uh, my house last night. You know, I don't do it. Ever since uh, 
uh, the fatal accident of a Max McGee, uh, the former <laughs> Green Bay Grace, <laughs> who fell off his roof putting up Christmas lights. Crazy. I don't want to die that way. No, no, you don't want to. I don't want to die underground with Christmas lights all over me. So I had somebody do it. That's my life now. Then I look in the mirror and I go, what happened? And then I, I hit the sack at about 9 o'clock. That's oh it. God, that's that's the life. I mean, I, that's it. I know I know that uh, you guys got sh- uh, shopping to do. And, folks, look, look, the bonus pick. It won again last week. It I'm did. like 10 and 2. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And those things about time, Carmen. Notice what I was talking about. <laughs> hey, by the way, go Irish. Go I Irish. mean, that's what go they should have done. Go they should have hired Eddie O. Ed O. Duran for the him. Irish job. Flip oh, him. yeah. Right. And Brian Kelly, I was stationed at Fort Polk, Louisiana, folks. I do know this. They, I love those people down there. They're down to earth, but they don't like phonies. They really don't. Mm. And I do know this. Just like Ditkin wants that. If there was a vote taken by the fans, who would you want to see coach? The first year Ditka was fired, they would have voted Ditka. There's now no doubt in my mind Ed Ogeran would get 80% of the vote by the populace of Louisiana oh, to come I'm back sure. next year. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think he remains probably a pretty fu- popular And I'm good figure, luck with his Freeman guy, but he, he's a new guy. I think he's been there a year. Young guy, yeah, they they were, they got him from Cincinnati. I mean, he yeah. was with Luke Fickle in Cincinnati. I hope yeah. he learned a lot, but I think Brian Kelly, look, he was special. I, I used to argue with people in the 90s that Notre Dame wasn't going to go anywhere, but it looked bad because Miami, Florida State, uh, uh, all the great teams, Florida, they were all the quarterbacks back in the 90s, Bobby Bowden, Deion Sanders, all this stuff, I'll tell you right now, it looked like Florida football – was going to be dominant forever. Brian Kelly brought Notre Dame back. He yeah. did. I, I think he got to a point where he looked at it and he's like, well, if I can't. They need five I, players on their team this year. Jeez, I mean. They don't have to, They used to have Paul Horning. Jack, Jack Cohen's Snow. their quarterback, for crying out loud. Right. I mean, I, I think he got to a point, Mike, where he was like, if I can't beat him, join him. I mean, That's the, right. the disappointments against the powerhouse SEC schools or Clemson in the ACC, I think he's going to try his hand now you where he can maybe recruit a different athlete. You get a stud quarterback to come in, a priest puts his hand on your shoulder going, he doesn't have the high enough, good enough grades. You don't need that. Nah, he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. You got Father Hesburgh back in the day walking around Lou Holtz's office. Mike and I are going to start working through the NFL board for Week 13, Bears and Cardinals included. We'll do that when we come back next. Don't go anywhere, folks. Best plays a little bit later on. Lots to do here on The Odds Couple on this Friday on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple, everybody, on this Friday. we got a big college and pro weekend that we're talking about. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, each and every week with you on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You can always download that app. Make sure you catch up on the podcast. You don't want to miss it. Mm. If you miss anything uh, tonight, you can always catch up in the morning, too, before White Sox Weekly with Connor uh, tomorrow. And every Saturday, we are on with the Encore Replay. Does a good job. Connor's great, yes. And then Pat Boyle and Brian Hanley have the hockey show. The guys. Yeah, Hawks had a nice win last night. Shot in a goal. In D.C., shot in a goal. Uh, Cards-Bears, we haven't really spent too much time yet. Let's do that. That's the Week 13 matchup. Uh, The Bears played last uh, on Thanksgiving, so they get a little extra time. But the problem is the Cardinals have extra time. They're coming off of the bye, so no real rest advantage for the Bears here. Uh, Won't be the case next week either as the Packers are on bye this week and the Bears have to go to Green Bay. So, you know, the scheduling spot continues to be tough for the Bears. They're about a 
feel about a touchdown, excuse me, underdog at home against the Cards this week. And the bye did them some good, Mike, because it does look like Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins will be playing. This is a pretty good offense. A lot of people call it backyard football, but it seems to work for Arizona. Metrically, they rate out very, very well as an offense. Yeah, you know, I know Carmen doesn't want to see Andy Dalton again. I'm not particularly interested in seeing Justin Fields again. Bottom line is we've both done ourselves and other people disservice, whether we talk about Foles or Trubisky. We need a football team around this kid. Yes. I saw Rex Grossman go to the Super Bowl, folks. Uh, That wasn't my imagination. I saw... Brad Johnson win a Super Bowl. I saw Jeff Hostetler win a Super Bowl. I saw Burt Jones win a Super Bowl. I saw Trent Dilfer win a Super Bowl. The uh, infatuation that I even fell for when I know better about uh, the quarterback is the only thing. Uh, it was uh, it's, will go down in history. Uh, no matter how you feel, it's the most ridiculous thing about this Bear team. We need to see Akeem Hicks off the injury yeah, report. Mispractice again? We got to find out how severe, you know, I'm sick and tired of hearing from the Bears, he's got an ankle, or he's got, Allen Robinson's got a hamstring, or this, now how severe is it? Can you play on it? Have you bailed out? I know Mac is hurt, and he shut it down, that's for sure. But you know what? I keep saying, seeing the same group of guys, especially some of them big mouths, on the injury report every week, and there's some guys I know, Carmen, that if the Bear record, was seven and four instead of four and seven? Trust me, folks. There'd be some of these guys playing. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean the the Robinson thing. You know, yeah, I, I want to give him the benefit. I of don't want to question anybody's know, injury, I but know. some of these guys, it's every week. It, it's it's been a lot of weeks, and again, I mean the injury. You don't know what's wrong with them. Mike hit it on the head. I mean, this remains considerable, folks, especially when you have to play a potent offense. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Akeem Hicks and Roquan haven't practiced all week. Roquan's not going to play after leaving the game last week with the That with I hammy. understand. That I get. You're right. Um, same goes for Allen Robinson on the offensive side of the ball. Still no practice. Now, as Mike and I are— He's better know, off not playing. He's in his last year. He's better off not playing. He keeps playing, coming up with his three catches for 12 yards. Yeah, it's been a bad That's year, not going to do anything for him. Um, you know, we do not, as Mike and I are, are doing the show today, we do not know the Friday injury report. So just, no. you know, you, people can track it. Cole Komet was upgraded yesterday, so that's good. He was limited, but well, he wants I agree, to play. lots of injuries. I know Cole. He wants to play. There are some yeah. guys that just are bailout guys, and, and they get a lot of hype. And I'm tired. I'm not naming names. Just figure it out, folks. Yeah. Every week. Uh, other games in week 13. Um, division game here. Vikings and Lions. Vikings will uh, try to bounce back. Dalvin Cook got hurt. He's probably not going to play. DeAndre uh, Swift got hurt in the Bear game. He's probably not going to play. Vikings are just 1-4 against the spread as a favorite this season. They are laying north of a touchdown on the road at Detroit, so the Lions are an intra-division home dog. Uh, the Vikes were 10-point favorites against the Lions in Minneapolis in early October. They needed a late field goal at the gun to actually win that game. Last three weeks, Lions have played to a tie. They lost by a field goal, and then, of course, they lost by two at the end. Uh, to the Bears on Thanksgiving. So they've been in a lot of close games, but boy, the Lions are terrible. terrible. I've got no real feel on this game whatsoever. I I normally like the Vikings as a dog. I'm certainly not going to lay seven and a half as they go on the road in the division, though, Mike. Yeah, I mean, the reason is the Vikings that go to Detroit, that's bad. I think Detroit has played as hard as they can, and I think the Bear game broke them. I think that yeah, game could broke be them. right, and 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 I think if they win that game, uh, you're t- looking at this game a, a little bit more, I guess, serious. But Detroit has 
covered at times. Uh, they've been competitive. I just think this is a stay-away game. Yeah. If I had to lean maybe Minnesota, I don't even want to even think about leaning. Uh, this is a stay-away game for me. Giants-Dolphins this weekend as the Dolphins uh, continue to play pretty good football, yeah. believe it or not. Miami is 4-0 straight up and against the number in its last four. They got the best home mark against the spread in the NFL as a favorite since Brian Flores arrived, if you can believe it. They're 14-8 and against the spread overall at home under Brian Flores. So uh, the pretty good numbers here. Believe it or not, though, Danny Dimes, when he's gone on the road, has been better than when he's been at home. Now, I know he has a neck injury, and Mike Glennon has taken some first-team reps, but it does sound oh like Daniel Jones will play. I mean, really, can you imagine if Mike oh Glennon Oh, my God, I just... Move. Never mind. But believe it or Can't not, see that vomit bucket. believe it or not, the Giants are twelve and six against the spread on the mm-hmm. road in games in which Daniel Jones has started, and his completion percentage, yards per attempt, touchdown to interception ratio, and overall quarterback rating are all significantly better when he plays away from MetLife for whatever reason. So I don't know, maybe a little value there as this thing got pounded I, out I don't, north of I the don't key despise number. Joe Judge. You know, I don't dislike Joe Judge. I know he's taken a lot of heat. Uh, I think that New York, I think Danny uh, is getting better. But Miami's quarterback looked good. Tua played well last week. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, you know what? About four weeks ago, five weeks ago, I was saying, eh, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, Definitely right. a stay away game for me. I see Miami. I like Flores as a coach. Uh, I know people touted him as uh, coach of the year this year, what have you. He's not going to get that. But I see the team playing hard yeah. for him. And I, I like Miami's. I, you know what? It's a stay away game for me. I'm. You know what? Should Miami be giving anybody? I know they're at home. Four points. I'm That's with you. I know you're. I kind of agree with that. Like you know? this will be the most they lay all year. Again, yeah. this thing opened at about two and a half, and it got pounded through the key number of three. So because of that, I think any value yeah. on the Dolphins is probably gone. I probably lean the Giants. Yeah. How about you know? Chargers Bengals, Mike? Uh, this is an interesting one. As the Chargers travel east to take on a Cincinnati team that looks pretty good now. They've won a couple in a row here coming out of the bye, and they've surrendered only 23 points. But those games were against the Raiders and the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers are just a uh, shame on me for being on the Steelers last no, week. You They're know what? Toast. They had won some games. But, yeah, you're, you know, I still think, like, Big Ben's capable. Now you come back, you <laughs> know, the next time they play, he might throw two touchdowns. Oh, it's man. one of those weird years. I think their team, you know, they finally – Tomlin is finally – Going to have maybe a bad year, and and it coincides with his quarterback being hurt or and being old. That's what yeah. it is. I think I'd force feed their running back, uh, Harris, yeah, and, and do what I got to do and try to keep. I think that's what they're trying to do. But I think the players, you know, the players on other teams know when another player's starting to fade. Oops. I think they knew when Peyton Manning uh, went to Denver that he's not going to be as good. Uh, they didn't think he'd win the Super Bowl, regardless of how bad he was. But I think that's how teams are feeling about Ben. I think he looks done. Yeah. You're right. Uh, this Bengals defense has played pretty well, but this will be one of the more I mean, formidable. You're 21 and seven. You're so bitter towards. Oh Pittsburgh. my God! I you won't even I, go on a vacation uh, Mike, now. Over Mike, there. It was like like seven minutes into that game yesterday, I know. I'm like, this is t- I'm done. This one's a loser. I mean, they just I, got the doors blown off of them. I understand. Terrible. But, but I, you, you are so bitter. I'm you're so 21 and seven. You're, that's what I love about you. You're like Jordan. What the hell's going on around here at Vince Lombardi? Mike, grab, grab, grab. You Mike know and I, I mean? can't. We like we take it seriously. We want to win for you guys. We want to win for yeah. ourselves. It's Why like, do you yeah, think we I felt frustrated. about Cleveland? I All know. I keep hearing I is other. I mean, there's people that picked them to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm watching them like, you know, uh, like I'm watching Brian Sipe again. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Jeez. I think there could be a little uh, a little value here on the Chargers as the road dog. I'm not giving it out as a best play, but no. maybe take a look. Chargers are maybe. fifth in EPA per play since coming out of the bye in week eight. They've made a little bit more of a conscious effort to try to allow Justin Herbert to throw the ball down the field. And as long as they don't turn it over, I think the Chargers but Justin can Herbert, move the ball. I mean, let me ask you a question. As great as Justin Herbert is supposed to be, I take Burroughs over him every time. That's interesting. So the, these were the first and third quarterbacks picked in, in April of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow was number one. And he got then, hurt, but he's... Yeah, and then Herbert was the sixth overall pick in the third quarterback after uh, Burrow and Tua. Um, I don't know. I think that that's interesting, Mike. I mean, I... Because the, the Chargers, I know that it's not all his fault, but I remember they were blaming last year's coach, and they fade a little bit. Can I'll it t- come I'll, to Cincinnati? I'll tell you what, man. Cincinnati's offensive weapons are legit. Yeah. They, they are for real, man. Yeah. Like, T. Higgins and Burrow's is, legit. Uh, yeah, I think he is. How about how fast he came back? Oh, I know. I mean, uh, well, when you you're know? young, it's nice, too, when you're, you know. Yeah, but I mean, 20. still, I mean, he, to have guts, I remember Carson Palmer. After he got injured for the Bengals, and people know this, he was never the same again, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I think that he was still very good, but there was something missing. And the, the thing missing That's was, true. is it going to happen to me again? And I don't see that with Burrow. And then Carson got right later in his career when he got hooked up with Bruce Arians in Arizona. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, when Mike and I come back, we're going to get some ponies for the weekend with our guy Jim Miller. Jimmy! And uh, we'll try to talk about a few more games, give you some of our best plays for the weekend as well. So don't go anywhere, folks. We still got more to do. We're cruising along on this Friday, getting you set for the weekend. Mike and Carmen with you on The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple as we enter the home stretch on this Friday night. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, each and every week with you on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app presented by PropSwap. And every week we get ponies and all he's done is give out winners. Nine of the last 11. Wow. Folks, not he went three for three last week. So let's see if he can do it again. As he always says, build the bankroll for Sunday and all your NFL gambling. The expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. Say hi to Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jimmy, you're on a heater, dude. Wow. Gentlemen, you get on a heater, you want to stay on a heater, and that's the goal. And the heater has come with playing the home track. But like we've talked about just throughout the course of the summer, Play what you know, and when you have racing at the home track, it's pointless to have to go anywhere else. So we're staying with some home cooking, and you know what? It's done us really well thus far, and hopefully it keeps going. Nice uh, warm weather here mid to late week. Is that good for you guys going into this weekend for more turf racing? Uh, it's, it's insane. You do, you normally don't see December turf racing, but you're going to see December turf racing all weekend long. We have three turf races on the Friday card, a couple of them on Saturday, another turf race carded early in the card, so hopefully we dodge the raindrops on Sunday. But there's a possibility we're on the grass even again next weekend. And to think about that, again, a couple weekends of turf racing in December is kind of unheard of, but it means fuller fields, Great. means really good racing, it means a lot of value too. Are they going to have Santa Claus hats on the horses <laughs> or the or the the drivers or the drivers? Do you have a day where they uh, you know uh, put the garb on? I remember I think Maywood used to put the Santa Claus hats on the horses, or is that one of these deals where we're still running for money and we can't add that stuff on them? You, you know what? You got to go in the holiday spirit, and it usually comes with our outrider. We had an outrider who had a headless horseman costume for Halloween that he'd come down the stretch <laughs> yeah. every year. So maybe he's the one that we dress up as Santa to lead a post grade, but. 
you got to be in the holiday spirit. We raced through December 27th for the thoroughbreds. Then, like, nice. two weeks after that, you're right back for harness. So it is. When you're racing year-round, you have to have a little bit of fun with it. You have to change things up a little bit. So I'll see what we can do in the uh, costume department Great. for you guys. So still three more weekends of the thoroughbreds. Is that right, Jimmy? Yep. Yeah, we're going through December 27th for thoroughbreds. Got and it. We're off for just a couple of weeks Do the track conversion, and Harness is going to kick off on January the 7th. Beautiful. It's like, a, I mean, Hawthorne's never dark. It's great. Um, all right, so what do we like for the weekend? Uh, try to stay hot here, my friend. All right, home cooking again. Hawthorne on Saturday for three races, and it's awesome to have one of them be on the turf. So race number five at the six horse. Mongol Bull across the board. This is a turf specialist with a lot of speed and could wire the field. Race seven, bet the four, per C, just to win. This is a two-year-old stakes race, but that horse is very tough. And then in race eight, bet the three, Alia across the board. Jockey E.T. Baird is only six wins from 2,500 on his career. He's riding great, and he's going to be aboard this horse on Saturday. All right, all three races at Hawthorne, folks, for Saturday night. Race number five, that's the turf race, the six horse across the board. So bet it to win, place, and show. $2 bet will cost you six bucks. Uh, the seventh race the four horse just to win, and then race eight the three ho- uh, the three horse excuse me across the board. Is that right, Jim? That's right. And as always, build the bankroll for Sunday, boys. Sounds great. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next weekend. You got it. Good luck, Jimmy. Guys, unbelievable. Nine out of his last eleven. Think about that, folks. So don't miss it. Uh, there's Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. If you want to send him a note, uh, Mike. Any thoughts on tonight's? Game in the Pac-12 as Oregon gets another crack at Utah. It was two weeks ago tonight, I believe, mm-hmm. that Utah absolutely annihilated Oregon as about a field goal favorite. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Now, this game is in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. It's not at home at Rice-Eccles where that uh, you know Utah, the Utes just have an incredible home field advantage. They, they've hardly lost there the last couple of years. Does the change in venue and the revenge, I know what you always say about revenge games, mm-hmm. does that maybe help Oregon a little bit tonight as a small dog? I don't understand. What was the score of the last game? 38-7, I think it was, two and weeks ago, right? what's the this game? Two and a half. And Almost they're identical. they're playing on a neutral site, yet the, they were only, what, a three-point favorite, if I'm not mistaken, when they played at home. And then they killed them. So I'm trying to figure it out. If I was betting the game, and I may, I think, I don't know what, I don't remember what the line was. It was I think it was three, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would take Oregon. I, I, I think to me, after what they just did, how do you how do you not give them five points, I six know. points, I, seven points? I, and I think the revenge factor could be significant Absolutely. here. The Ducks are 4-0 straight up in Pac-12 title games. Overconfidence, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids feeling like they could lay their – that they got it done so easily. Could they, I, I think it could be a sneaky good spot. Yeah. You're right. Utah's trying to advance to its one, first one, ever One Rose unit, Bowl. one cou- couch change. There you go. Maybe a little couch change. Yeah. And it depends on which Anthony Brown shows up, which quarterback uh, for Oregon. Well, Last week he was great. Two weeks ago he was not. I think he's got plenty of revenge. I've never heard of the better. guy, but I hope he does well. I hope he did. He was terrific in uh, the Civil War game last week. That's for sure. Um, all right, I Mikey. love the Civil War. Game. Don't you I love, love it? The, I love can, the names. Wait, there's na- Civil War game. Civil War bringing us back to one of our biggest, I mean, nightmares of all time. I know. Oh, great! They got so many of those names. Oh, there's Bedlam. Civil there's War, the Civil this, War. Civil War there, that. There's the Paul Bunyan's axe. There's the old oaken bucket. You gotta love all these names. Uh, you. Paul Bunyan's axe. How about Wisconsin? Oh, boy. I mean, Merck. What happened? Merck, what the hell happened, Merck? Merck, what Merck, happened? Merck, 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 Mike and I did say lean Minnesota. We both said we it last did. week. Uh, we should have taken a window. We, we, we said lean, lean Minnesota. We're punting down 
down 10 with yeah. four minutes left. Yeah. What, are you do? what are you And then they got a penalty. They got the first down, but they ended up not getting it. It was an embarrassing effort. By the way, real quick, we got, uh, we'll get a pick from Randy in a minute, but that book is, I heard, going gangbusters now. Uh, tell everybody real quick, Randy. Where you Behind doing? the glass, the book.com. Next book signing, most likely next Saturday, the 11th at Dino's. Sports fan shop in the Glen this from guy doing one book to signings. three. He's big one time, to three. Mike. One to Glenn. three next Saturday. This guy. Glenn's unbelievable. Oh, my God. That's a great. I might have to stop by that spot. Look out now. Randy, do you have a pick? You want to give one? As yeah, we uh, get the best Randy. plays? I, I like the uh, the Chargers. Yeah, we were just talking yeah. about that game. Yeah. I think all three of us like the Chargers a little bit. So, nice. Okay. Yeah, okay. Randy's on the Chargers plus the points. That's good. Mike? That's, uh, the L.A. Chargers are getting three, okay? Yep. Uh, well, I mean, today, I mean, I... Enthralled, uh, uh, Carmen Yerkes and uh, the show there. And by the way, it's the best show. I mean, folks, just listen in. But 11:48 is an automatic Christmas present for everybody. <laughs> I mean, I gave out Appalachian State. I don't know where they're at. I don't know if they played in an open field. Somewhere in Appalachian. Three. They're going up against Louisiana uh, Lafayette. Uh, maybe they're looking for some headlines, but they're not because of the recent hiring down the street of Brian Kelly. But it's going to be a bad night for uh, uh, for Louisiana Lafayette yet, uh, or a bad day tomorrow at 3 o'clock as Appalachian State minus 3 beats them. I love it. Alright, okay. that was the bonus play. That was Beautiful. a bonus play, so now give me one of your plays gotcha. and I got one more. Uh, I'm going to go to Broncos and Chiefs and Sunday Night Football in Arrowhead. The Chiefs are coming out of bye. They're automatically, uh, they've been uh, an automatic winner under Andy Reid. I mean, in his career, it's incredible when they come out of bye. 19-3 and three straight up, but they're laying 9.5 or 10 here. I'm going to go ahead and take the underdog and take the Broncos on the road. Bridgewater's been a cover machine in his career in this spot as a road underdog, and the Chiefs are just 3-9 and nine against the numbers since the start of last season when laying more than a touchdown. And I love the, the coaching familiarity. I, I always think it matters. Um, you know, Andy Reid certainly knows uh, Pat Shermer very, very well, but Shermer also knows Andy Reid. Remember, they spent, I think, nine or ten seasons together early in Pat Shermer's coaching career in Philadelphia. So that kind of familiarity to me always means that games have a tendency to be a little bit closer. And uh, look, the Broncos, I think, are feeling good after the way they played at home against the Chargers last week. So I'll take them getting the nine and a half. That's a good pick. And by the way, folks, Kyrm is 21 and 7. He's one of the top handicappers in the country right now. We continue to astound with Randy at 8 and 4. I, our record, we're about 20 games over 500 oh, yeah. as we go in. And just look at everybody else. They're suffering. But if, if, if you really want to make... Some Christmas money. I got a, a game that just surprised the hell out of me. I don't take these picks. The system gives it to me. Uh, I love Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. His finger is still hurting him. Mm-hmm. He has overthrown guys 10, yard, 10 yards away by 10 feet. That's that's not help, Something's right? Something's not right. You're right. Yeah. Something isn't right. He's too damn good. I followed him. I wanted the Bears to take him. He's, one, he's my favorite role player. That being said, San Francisco's going to lose this week, folks, to Seattle at 325, getting three points. Russell Wilson's finger better, things better. Stinging lost by them. They come back. Uh, the spread should be more, in my opinion. San Francisco's on a roll. Seattle wins that football like game it. plus three. Seattle plus three. Like I mean, Russ is 7-4 and four against the spread all time as a home yep. underdog, so that's strong. Uh, I'm going to give you a total to uh, the Houston-Cincinnati game, which Mike and I talked about, the college game for tomorrow. Bearcats have an absolutely fantastic defense. It is fantastic. Trust us when we tell you that. 
Um, Houston's strength is its passing offense. That's going to play into the Bearcats' hands quite well, I think. 52.5 is the total. I'll take the under. Five of Cincy's last six games have gone under. I don't think they have to worry about running up the score or anything like that. They know play a tight game, play a good game, and an efficient game, and a win, and they're going to be in. I think that's all they need. I think that game will go under the total. I don't know that uh, Houston will be able to score 21 in that game, so I'll take the under. Yeah, we're just the best at what we do, and I do know this. Uh, my pick, Appalachian State, there's a good chance, even with my uh, high school dropout type of situation, I might have been able to get into that school, so I'm hoping they win that football game. I love it. Beautiful. I mean, would you go, if you're being recruited by Appalachian State, don't you think it's in the mountains somewhere? I would think. <laughs> my guess. Mikey, great stuff as always. Enjoy love the it. weekend. Uh, let's see if we get chaos or not on the college side of things. Oh, but we'll be back Alabama. next Friday. We'll talk about all of it how it's going to shake out, and, uh, of course, we'll go through Week 14 in the NFL. So we want everybody to have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Randy Merkin. Thank you to Sean Davis and Tyler Aki. And, uh, as always, our great guests who join us every week, Luke Pergani from PropSwap and Jim Miller. Happy wagering, Mikey, and we'll do it again next week, okay? So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.